people say ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade well, I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Bald-headed country boy along. What's up, folks? Let me tell you about our Mark sponsors. Let's kick it off with Blake Fluellen with Fluellen's Performance and Electronics Off-Road, based out of Macon, Georgia. My dude does custom fabrications, builds, and audio installs, wheels, lifts, and tires. A dealer for all major brands like Wet Sound, Super ATV, High Lifter. If you can name it, he can get it. He offers in-house financing and afterpay. And check this out. If you use the discount code Terry10, you'll get 10% off with my boy. So email him now at sales at fpeoffroad.store or call him 478-747-2830 or Go follow him on Facebook at FPE Off Road. And make sure y'all use that discount code Terry10 for 10% off. Check them out now. That's Fluellen's Performance and Electronics Off Road. This next one sure is cute and sweet. I'm going to tell you about Marcy's Sparkling Ladies. Just recently, my daughter and her mother went to go see my buddy Marcy, and she does this thing called permanent jewelry. And what they do is they pick out necklaces, whatever it is, bracelets, anklets, all this kind of stuff. And what they do is they weld it to where it's hard to come off. And it's supposed to be like this permanent, meaningful piece of jewelry between two people. It's the perfect Mother's Day present or anything like that. I'm telling you, it is adorable. Y'all please go look her up now and look at all that she offers. So go check her out now on Instagram and Facebook at Marcy's Sparkling Ladies. And don't miss out. She does pop-up events, and her next one coming up is March the 11th in Lizella, Georgia. Look on her Instagram and Facebook to find out exactly where. Go check her out now. That's Marcy's Sparkling Ladies. Y'all want to know who takes all my professional pictures and some of our videos around here, Miss Kelly Leverett. She has a company called Kelly Leverett Photos and Film. She specializes in all things photography and videotography. She even does those badass boudoir shoots or whatever you want to call them. Literally, whatever you need done as far as video or pictures goes, she can knock them out. I've seen some of the stuff she does for weddings, and I know the stuff that she does for us here. And let me tell you, she does an amazing job. We're actually going to have them on the show later this month, so you'll get to hear more about them. So what I need you guys to do is to go look them up now on Facebook at Kelly Leverett Photos and Film, LLC. Phone number is 478-414-8387. Call, make an appointment today, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You need some construction work done to your house. I got just the guy for you. Need y'all to go check out Dennis Farmer with C. Martin Construction. They've been in business for a long time now. They do everything from demolition to 
pond digging, grading, clearing, everything. This guy is my dude. He's a good old boy. So give him a call now at 478-283-1246. That's C. Martin Construction in South Georgia. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management. If I'm using her here at the studio, there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't. Look her up on Facebook and Instagram at Crooked W Consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084. Crooked W Consulting. Hit up Miss Erica now. You won't be disappointed. Let's give a quick shout out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478-308-0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly. Hit up Nobles Networking. Let me tell you guys about the baddest insurance agent around these parts, Miss Jenna Carr. She's an alpha insurance agent. She handles home, auto, life, and business. She's located in Macon, Georgia at 3312 Northside Drive, Suite C-160. Uh, let me tell you about Miss Jenna. Not only is she just the sweetest, cutest damn thing you ever seen, but she takes care of business like a true professional. I love dealing with her. Uh, she's done got me hooked up with life insurance because let's be honest, I'm going to need it. And uh, every time I've ever dealt with her, a complete pleasure. So y'all do me a favor now. Give her a call and go look her up on social media. Jenna Carr, Alpha Insurance Agency. And that phone number in Macon is... 478-621-7065. Tell her that you need the same package, home, life, auto, all that good stuff that she hooked me up with. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia. I ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. She takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, every single aspect. So, please go check out Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia at 18 Commerce Street, Alamo, Georgia. Phone number there is 912-568-1945. Lori's Dive-In. If you've seen me wearing hats lately that's got D-Y-H on it, it stands for Down Yonder Hat Coat. Seth Baysmore, a buddy of mine, he owns that company, and he has sent me some of their hats. Let me tell you, I love them. I've worn them in a lot of my stuff lately, and I plan on wearing them a lot more. I've showed them to some of my friends. He has a startup business, and I'm telling you guys, you would absolutely love them. So do me a favor. 
Go right now to his Instagram at Down Yonder Hatco. Check them out. They also have a website, downyonderhatco.com. Order some stuff from them and tag them on Instagram. And when you do, make sure when you make the post, you say that you heard about the hats and Down Yonder right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in to the Josh Terry <laughs> So glad that it's y'all couldn't fault. hear anything that was said for the past 10 minutes because none your, of us would have a fucking career. It's your fault. Uh, first off, we're in Nashville recording. I want to thank all the sponsors of the show. I want to thank all the friends and family that allowed us to be here. And I want to thank, um, this is the first rock band we've ever had on the show, and I'm super fucking Woo! excited. Yes. Uh, we got Mr. Jared from Saving Abel. Oh, and wow. introduce... Your oh, uh, starting band Noll. member? Yeah, this is Jason Noll. This is the guy that uh, we created the band from almost 20 years ago. Let's get the mic a little bit close to you. This hey. is Jason. Yeah, this is Jason Noll. We uh, started the band uh, nearly 20 years ago. And uh, so we've been writing and singing songs together for about 20 years. Dude, uh, first off, thank both of y'all for coming and taking time. I know y'all busy. You got a video that y'all recording this week. Yeah, and, uh, in a river. Really? In a river? In a cold yeah. river. It's going to be amazing. I was going to ask y'all if y'all needed extras yeah, I until I just heard that fucking part. We're going to get baptized. I'll be your extra. What, what's the song called Last that y'all recording this week? Or the video y'all doing too? Well, it's our new single we're releasing in April. Uh, it's called Baptize Me. So obviously it's going to be held in a river, you know? Uh, what's really cool is uh, me and you got hooked up on social media by completely fucking accident. It was, it was so uh, random. It too. was random. Like, we're in the bed watching, like, you know, The Last of Us or whatever, or Yellowstone, and then, obviously, she, you know, we saw Justin, and we clicked on it, and then he's like, is this really y'all? And we're like, yeah, we're just I didn't think I didn't think it was him. So I yeah. was drunk as fuck on a live, a TikTok live, <laughs> and I'm in there with Justin Danger, and uh, he comes in, and it says Saving Able, and I'm like, it's not Saving Able. There's, no, no, there's no fucking way. Because yeah. I remember, like, rocking the fuck out. I'm a I'm country through and through. What do you mean, but remember? I still, I, I still what, fucking yeah, listen to it. <laughs> but it ain't like it came out yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we're getting older. Yeah, I'm I old, too, though. I'm 35. Age. I'm not. Yeah. I got gray hair. It's not like I'm... I'm not knocking them. I got three Don't mixed be an CDs asshole. in my garage. Nostalgic, nostalgic rock. So you thought it was a fake account? Yeah, I thought it was a fake account. And I was like, because you get those all the time. Yeah. But also, too, I really fucking love y'all's music. So when I saw it pop in, I was like, there's no fucking way. This is like actually them. Next thing you know, I make (laughs) myself like a jackass because I'm literally going through all their socials while I'm on live. And I'm like, fuck, this is him. I just made an asshole out of myself. And then I was like, I would really love for you to do this show and uh, tell your story about from when you started to where you're at now. Um and he was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah." And, I, and like, I still, I still don't believe you're here. It's like thirty minutes down the road, man. Living here, it's kind of that's one of the reasons I moved to Nashville. It's like easier to get more work, you know. It's like somebody calls, like be there in thirty, you know. Well, I appreciate it. And we originally, I tried to get him to do this through Zoom, and uh, I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad, glad y'all guys are a part yeah. of it too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, whenever I asked, um, by the way, David McMahon, Carter, whatever the last name is, and Riley <laughs> Anderson. Uh, Carter Cross Is it? Yeah. Anaconda I don't know We wouldn't uh, know Because he doesn't Cross. have any social media <laughs> He doesn't have any social media uh, When I told them that y'all were coming They were like First off 
fuck yes. <laughs> and they were like, can we please do speak. a video together? <laughs> yeah. So what he was just like, yeah, they're going to be here at five o'clock. This, uh, I, all I heard, I mean, like, I didn't even say it. I we said, were here. Yeah, like, okay. We were here like early. Like I done peed in his backyard like twice. Hell yeah. It's cool. And then he's like, it's not my backyard. I was like, well, all right. Then. Don't worry. We yeah. all peed in the front. <laughs> Dude, I'm a poor. I couldn't afford this I'm a poor. <laughs> we all peed in the front waiting on the clean ladies oh to get out. <laughs> no, I have a studio and house in Cochran, Georgia. When we come up here, we all split these Airbnbs. Yeah. And uh, record, do, and then we record it public in public at a uh, live oak, yep. and uh, yeah, fuck that. I wouldn't, I couldn't afford a house up here. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I bought my house dirt right before the pandemic. Like closed on the house. Next day, stay at home order. So I got it when everything was good deal, and now it's doubled. First cool. investment ever, like as as a house, and I'm pretty stoked about it. You can tell I'm 40 because this is what I talk. You don't about. you don't look it though. I feel like I'm older than you. I get it. I get I it. I feel man. like I look fucking older than you though. I can also I, tell you stories about you know a whole pig's head in our refrigerator on the tour bus for two weeks. Yeah, oh. we're we're definitely getting to that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're definitely getting that. So tell us with y'all two. Uh, I guess y'all two are the founding members. Or yeah, is, yeah. It, this is how it all got started. Yeah. How did, did it get started? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I had a little, you know what a root cellar is? A root yep. cellar? Yeah. 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 So we put the same temperature all year. Yeah, we put a sump pump in it and put a couple of Gibson guitars down there like idiots and smoked weed and drank wine. Drank wine. And yeah. I don't know, it just started happening. We was like, hey, we can, this sounds like a song. Like, we could probably put together like some Like, we music. met, like, he had a, a pretty popular band <laughs> in our small town already. And uh, he's a few years older than me. Not not too much, but... Uh, what was a small town? Yeah, so we're... Corinth, we're Mississippi. It's exactly okay. about three hours. Hell oh, yeah. Country yeah. motherfuckers. 40 <laughs> miles north of Tupelo and 88 miles from Memphis. So, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, it's either drugs or Jesus, basically, there, yeah, you know. Nothing but cows and one state house. Song right <laughs> I've tried to write that one. Patent <laughs> pending. Patent pending. <laughs> that is a song right there. <laughs> no, I mean, but you get what I'm saying. Small yeah. towns, you know, uh, um, you know, little country boys don't really know the world's that much bigger until you actually get out there. So, uh, and it definitely, I was 23 before I ever flew on a plane, and it was from Memphis to L.A. Uh, no, I literally show up at this place with a, uh, a camouflaged um, uh, quarter sleeve uh, link shirt with a buck on it. And uh, I got told that I was, I looked too Hollywood. That's a true story by Interscope Records. They were like, no, you just look too Hollywood. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, I got this at Lonnie's Sporting Goods. I'm like, God, I want to introduce you to Mark I just, my little head just didn't understand it. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it's just weird, you know, coming from a small town and, and figuring out the world is bigger. I mean, you got stories about India and Iraq, Kuwait, Qatar, Cuba, all yeah. those places, man. But I still live, you know, closer to home. It's only three hours. When y'all got started, how did it take off for y'all? It was, <clears throat> it was slow but fast, you know what I mean? Um, when it actually happened, it happened. Yeah, probably anybody that, that's been through it knows what I'm talking about. But it's uh, each day you get might get an email, you know what I mean? It pushes you to the next day, and you just keep building it. And eventually we landed to that spot where we're on that airplane like he's talking about. And uh, things just kept falling into place. But I think if we did the math on it, we, we got together first time with electrics. And, of course, being in a small town, 
couldn't find a bass player or a drummer, you know what I mean? So Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, so when we got back together, booked. yeah. <laughs> so we got back together, I was like, bring an acoustic over, and we'll do it like that. And that's what really started that's feeling. That's started. The, the, we, had yeah. a, we were called Shade of Grace uh, yeah. at, that, <clears throat> at that point, and that's where we wrote, like, Drowning and 18 Days. Uh, we hadn't written Addicted yet, but... That we, we took those songs and went up to Memphis uh, to a studio, 747 Studios, with Skid Mills, who is our, still our producer. Uh, he's a Grammy Award-winning producer, actually, but he, he shared the studio with Paul Eberso, who did Three Doors Down's uh, Kryptonite album. So, you know, we went, up there, we went up there and paid for Skid to record a few of our songs or whatever, and he, uh, he came in and was like, I, I like what I hear. He said, let's... Uh, Let's have. I'll give you a production deal. We'll we'll create a band around the songs that you guys write, and that's how the process started. And you know, of course, Addicted was written. And once we, you know, like I realized this, this is a business type thing too. You know, to answer your question, it was about two years. Yeah. Once we yeah. like figured out, hey, we got to run it like a business type deal. You know, got to have a lawyer and this and that and the other. You know. So. Yeah. Well, what was what 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 did the plane ride feel like? Was, oh, dude! I, I, I never been on one either. I, I didn't have to be on the plane. I was flying all the way there. I mean, I was excited, <laughs> dude. I was like, Hell "Holy yeah. shit, this is happening!" That's what I'm talking about. 20, yeah, I could just imagine 23, just the first plane ride dude. out of Mississippi. Yeah, absolutely. So where'd you fly out of? Memphis. Memphis. We flew okay. out of Memphis. We, it's about 88 miles from Memphis. So so that's even crazier. We're in just the northeastern like, corner of like Alabama and Tennessee. Like Hell my yeah. uncle had ch- you know, chicken houses in. Uh, Alabama, Russell, Alabama, which okay. is about an hour and a half from yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When it took off, how did y'all know it was taking off? Like, how did y'all know something was different the, about the MySpace it? plays went from like twenty six to like six hundred overnight? Thank God for yeah. MySpace. Yeah, that, isn't that so <laughs> weird? It's yes. not weird, but it's like Are y'all friends with Tom. I, I was. I'm still friends with Tom. That's a, that's a loyal relationship that Hell I will yeah. always water that fern. Uh, but yeah, true, it, it, it did sort of happen overnight. It was kind of crazy, you know, starting out in a van, uh, and then the song started picking up and then it's like, here's a bus. And then, you know, everything was starting to be handed to us. Like it, it dude, it was, it was like the volume on the amp was cranked up to 11, 24 <laughs> seven. Is it as crazy as everybody says when you actually get to that point? To where, like, it just it's, goes it's from like it's nobody knows who the fuck you are to all of a sudden everybody knows your fucking songs. Yeah. It's, it's it is ridiculous. I get way. to do that's got and chill ups thinking we, about it. Like, we came up in a time where other things were still really acceptable. Like, yeah. it wasn't, you know what I mean? Talk, you know, it wasn't like blowing things. You know what I mean? Like, it had kind of been frowned upon, but you could still party. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we still we still party. Yeah. We always them. looked at like, nah, we like don't party. it was Hinder, and then <laughs> they were closing the door to rock and roll at that time period, right. and yeah. like we kind of stuck our foot in. We're like, wait a second, and they were like, all right, There's one more, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's and then they cool. shut the door. <laughs> that's but, cool. But uh, yeah, it's it's really uh, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, unless you've been there, but like just to walk in a room and it's almost like power. Like to yeah. walk in and you, and you know that everybody's looking at you and like you could pretty much do anything you want and not get away with it, but like not get in trouble for it. <laughs> I, I mean, we were out with Nickelback and I walked in a bar once and uh, it was, <laughs> you remember this? Yeah. The, uh, the, the paper towel dispenser in the bathroom said pull down and tear off. So I grabbed the paper towel dispenser and pulled it down and tore it off the wall. Yeah. And it was, and I just kind of chunked it in the trash and walked out, you know. 
It had done. People it are always, been, it had done me no good to have any musical talent. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still waiting to break I'd my, 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 my one hotel lamp. I'm still. People waiting. People always would wonder why he and I didn't like hang out more, like when we were on the road. But it was we were together when that happened. Yeah. And the time before that, we were rolling around in the snow in the middle of the street. Just wasted. Just I, I wasted. Mean, I think I drank a bottle of Jameson that night. You know the one where you have a hangover for like a week. Mm, I have yeah. them constantly. Trust yeah. me. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Jameson ain't it was fun. really wild, man. It's it's really hard to you know not get lost in your ego uh, amongst all that. It's really hard not to get lost in it, you dude. Know? I always say that my ego has an ego. Yeah. Like the, the more <laughs> yeah. successful I get, the harder it is for me to control me. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't see how somebody like of y'all stature, like when you got to that point to where you wasn't just crash and burn. Yeah. Dude. I always we, say I'm we fucking both did at the same time. I, I get Johnny Manziel. I always use him as my fucking guy. Yeah. When he got to the NFL and he went buck fucking wild. He did. That would be me. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know how to fucking. Act. Well, it's well, you know, it's what they say about you know people that win the lottery and stuff like that. Like they don't know how to spend that money. Yeah. That's why it's gone, and and all they have is like you know a, a jet ski and a and a private fence around their property. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, your body, you have to match the vibration of being able to, to accept a life like that, you know, and, and, and I definitely, <laughs> it got to me, you know, one of those point and whatever you wanted type of things. And then after a while, you know, uh, with the label and, and make, making money for them and all that, we literally made millions of dollars for other people. Yeah. It, and, you know, cause everything we had to pay back and all that. So it really wasn't like. I think we were like, the first act to recoup on the 360. It's a 360 deal, yeah. yeah. What's the 360 deal? The, the devil. You'll yeah. have, to, you'll have to tell you on that one. But basically, everything that we make, like we have to give back before we yeah. get any kind of money oh, first. Okay. They get a piece all. of everything. So, you know, it's yeah. like the Stupid Girl video here. You know, it's a 150 grand budget. Awesome, cool. So we got Wayne Isham uh, to direct it, which Wayne Isham is the one, the guy that directed uh, Metallica's um, Enter Sandman, is it? Oh, he yeah, yeah. He's he, that, that video. He's you remember legendary. that video? Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, we're up there. We, we got to do it on top of the Capitol Records building. Like, it, all this amazing shit, you know. And then you're like, you have to pay for that video. You know what I'm saying? It's like, here's a 120 grand budget. Awesome. But all the clothes you're wearing, all that, you've already bought it. Like, you have to pay it back yeah. immediately first. Before and, you uh, see a penny. Before you see a penny, yeah. yeah and at yeah. that time, I mean, people were like, Illegally downloaded the, the song oh, yeah. one oh, year was like illegally downloaded like eleven million times. We, we came we came through that when all that was like I hitting the fan. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, I definitely fucked you out a couple dollars. So <laughs> hey, I, did, I hey, definitely yeah, fucked I mean, I did it too, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, I will say, I I tried to download Addicted on LimeWire, but when I downloaded it, hit play it say you. <laughs> I think I got that same song somewhere. <laughs> Everything was cranking that Soldier Boy back then. Oh, yeah. But Addicted was on every CD you burnt. You da- I'm telling you, I could damn near tell you the, the, the track number on my mixed CDs. I got four That's of funny. them, and they were all on there. Like when I first learned to drive a car, you have no idea. Like the, the teenager of me right now is just... Oh, same. Yeah, I, I still remember the album cover. Oh yeah, me too. I, I've yes. got it burned in my fucking head. We always head. tell people that's Jason wearing women jeans. <laughs> <laughs> we always, it, he goes along with it too. He's like, yeah, but well, be it, it could have been back then. <laughs> I, I used to work at Lowe's. I don't ever forget. I was humped over, leaned over a pallet, pulling shrink wrap off. And I felt like something up against me, and like I smelt like my grandpa's cologne. <laughs> 
I leaned back. <laughs> and, that uh, brute. I leaned yeah. back and some whiskers Stetson. went up against my jaw and he goes, Don't ever lose that schoolgirl figure, boy. Oh my God. <laughs> we do that to Carter all the time. But we miss it. We you mean still smell that old spice. <laughs> what, uh, how did y'all know, like, I guess when you got to that point, how did you know? I, I guess things kind of went sideways with addiction and everything, though. Well, like, that, you you kind of got out of hand, right? That played a big part, uh, obviously. Like, I, I, I I couldn't function without being stoned or high yeah. or, or something, you know. Um, when you first start doing it, like, I, I started, like, self-medicating, obviously, but even before that. Like, I've, I've been bipolar my whole life, and no one – I've never been diagnosed. Anxiety, depression, brother. All the, yes, the yeah, so, like, there's a lot of problems I didn't know that I even had. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Nickelback, we would get security to walk us to the merch table, and uh, – People are pulling and grabbing and ripping your belt and, and your shirt. And I would literally would run away screaming like a girl and hide under stairwells. Yeah. Um, and so it was, you know, I'd start, you know, smoking or, or doing something before. And, you know, you're when you're high, over. you don't really care, you know. But another, it was like, you know, you get in bed at, at 2 a.m. And then you're woke up at 5 a.m. Because you got to sing on the Dallas Channel 5 News. Now, the guitar players can walk in with sunglasses. All they got to do is play. I'm the guy that has to walk in, flip the switch on. Hell yeah, let's sing at 5 a.m. <laughs> Fuck, that's me, baby. How y'all doing? And it's like, you know, it's like I just went to bed two hours ago, you know. So, of course, I, I started, like, you know, doing pills and shit like that. You know, Oxycontin, Roxycontin, all that. And I will just walk in floating. And I got so good at it, like high-functioning, you know. Uh, which, you know, it's fine, whatever, for a while. But I brought all that home with me. When, when it was time to go home, and of course, you know, I couldn't exist, so I had to, I had to get my shit together, you know, and get right, you know, which is why I left the band uh, in 2013. It gets really expensive, too. But God does it, you know. I can imagine. How, how long did it take for, like, I guess, kind of the downfall? What, a year, months? No, no, no it took, you know, I straddled the line for years, yeah. knowing that I needed to change, you know. Uh, what was the changing point? Well, when everybody's I got, got that rock bottom. What, yeah, well, when I got when I got home after quitting, you know, I, I turned down the Hinder gig. You know, they offered me the gig, and uh, it was before I quit Saving Able, and I was like, well, yeah, I've been doing the both, and I, so I can do Saving Able and Hinder. And and Cody was like, no, it's either one or the other, and I was like, well, I'm gonna stick with Saving Able. I didn't know I was even leaving Saving Able at that moment. Yeah, uh, but it got to a point like dude, we've been ran ragged for years. I mean, we would do 268 shows in a year. And, ah. it, and to the point, it got to the point where we were just doing shows for somebody else's percentages. Yeah. You yep. know what I'm saying? Oh. Like two gigs in one day and one's a fly date. And it's like, guys, you don't understand we're human. We have to give me a second, you know? So throw that into the mix. And throw. so, of course, you're going to deal with everyday life with, with alcohol and drugs and all that. So, But after I quit... I came here to Nashville and I, I did the whole Nashville thing. I wrote with the biggest writer in the industry, Jonathan Singleton. I've written with, I've written with, I mean, I've known Jonathan 15, 18 years, right? Yeah. He was, you know, his, uh, his bass player, uh, Andy Dixon, his brother was the first drummer in Saving Able. So we used to go to watch him all the time in Jackson, Tennessee, when it was Jonathan Singleton in the Grove. And uh, so I moved here. And I started doing the Nashville thing, you know, meet at 11, write a verse chorus, go have lunch, come back, finish the song, you know, multiple times a day at that. And uh, I was drinking really heavily then, too, you know, because, you know, solo career not taking off, <laughs> depression settle in, I'm sitting at the house, you know, drinking on the couch. And I went through this experience in Nashville <clears throat> as far as some of those guys do that two and three times a day. And I literally was writing the same song every 
every fucking day. Yeah. And I got to the point, I was like, I, this just ain't for me. I, I can't do it. Like, I'm, I, I'm not even having fun anymore, you know? So I, I quit altogether. Uh, and then I just started, you know, drinking more, basically. But eventually, alcohol was all I had left. And uh, finally, my wife's like, don't you think it's time? And I'm like, yes, it's time. So I went and <clears throat> I checked into a de detox center. I uh, stayed there uh, for about seven or eight days. And then I did an outpatient uh, class that I took, you know, four days a week. So, yeah, I got a, <clears throat> went to therapy for years, you know. I, I figured out how to, to navigate through my life at this point. Uh, without relying on things like that. Now, you know, I'm not against weed and, and things like that. I'm way more organic than I am uh, uh, anything. But uh, what do they call that? California sober? Yeah. But, you know, it's just like things like that. Um, you know, it's got a point. You got to come, you know, into your life and realize, you know, those things don't serve me like they used to. You know, they don't serve me anymore. So, like, you don't necessarily need them to get through day to day things, you know. And uh, it's been pretty cool. Like, you know, I love the journey I'm on now. So it's like, it's been cool to, to show that to my kids, you know. Like, I always worry, like, how did I traumatize them? But, and then I remember, it's like, well, what they're seeing is their dad pick himself up, dust himself off, and be more responsible, be present, start showing up. And uh, it's just something I'm into now, man. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to be cool. a better no, version cool. of myself every day, cool. you know. So that's where I get my joy. Do you, do you feel like now on the other side of it, on the other side of sober, that like the stuff that you want to write and the stuff you want to do is different? Yeah, the substance has changed, absolutely, especially for this new album, man. I, 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 I don't write just about blowjobs anymore, if you get what I'm saying. You know, like our first single, and then we had Sex is Good, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I don't really write about stuff like that anymore. Like, I, you know, some of this new stuff uh, is one of the songs we're going to release, uh, Baptize Me, is literally about, you know, uh, it says, um, baptize me in the water. Anyways, how's the chorus go? Oh, well, I'm crawling my way out, and I'm never going back again. There and then it says, uh, you know, I ain't getting out alive. It's time to live again. But it's literally about how I sort of pulled myself together uh, and dusted off my boots and, and took my life back. And how, how, you know, a lot of people rely on God and prayer and all that, but, like, I feel this is more my message is like you have this power with inside yourself yeah. to do these things and you can save yourself. You can be the hero in your own story. I mean, hell you're writing the story. And I think a lot of us forget that, that, you know, they think they're at the point in their life where giving up and just life sucks right now. It's like, no, bro, this is what comes right before the hero shows up. Absolutely, dude. You know, and then you start looking at yourself and the things you don't like about yourself, and you fix those things. Yeah. You you lean into the fear. Well, if you don't have the bad moments, you don't fucking under, you don't appreciate the good ones. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, you, you, you have to. I mean, it's you can't have one without the other. No, it actually. I I tell people all the time. There's not a lot of good moments in my life besides for my daughter that have made me who I am. It's yeah. usually the bad moments that have made me who I am that I appreciate. Yeah. But I, I'm, I feel like I'm like forged by fire. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I, I'm I not, watch that show too. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not. I wasn't meant. <laughs> I wasn't meant to be squeaky clean. I wasn't meant to not be chipped and no, battle scarred. No, I don't think anyone is. Yeah, but yeah, it's, crazy. it's it's really crazy what 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 you learn about yourself when you're really in some shit. That's and that's the truth. Yeah. Man. <laughs> And you got I call that looking at your, your your own shadow. Like you have to look at those ugly things and be like, yeah. fuck, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. 
And then you get down to like, well, why did you do that? Well, how'd that make you feel? And then when you figure out, like, oh, shit, that's where that's coming from. It's a knot quiver for me. Yeah. Right. Or just rushes in. You're trying to go to sleep. Like, I can't believe I did that. I knew yeah. they yeah. call me a piece of shit all <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's special when you figure out that that's not your downfall. No. Like, man. when you figure out that that's what can uplift you is the bad shit that you've done. Right. Like a lot, a lot of people take the shit that you've done that have just – Everybody else puts you down for. Yeah. And like you can use it as stepping stones to get where the fuck you want to be. That's what you're and supposed it, and to it, do. And it's man. hard for a lot of people. Yeah, they get lost in that same circle of negative thoughts. Like if, if well, this always happens to me. Well, of course that happened. And th- like if you're, if that's all you're looking for, that's all you're ever going to fucking see, man. So you've got to change your perspective on things and you can yeah. pick yourself up, dude, and, and start new habits. It's just a lot of, of my downfalls were habitual behavior. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, as corny as the line is, and it's definitely not my quote, but it's already happened to you, now let it happen for you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you've already fucking been through it. You can beat anxiety and depression by yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, I, man. I've done it. It's, it's totally possible. It's a mind thing. It is. When you talk speaking there, Carter, to get speaking to the mic. <laughs> yeah. You said, Carter, no, you said Carter, something you ain't very good. Yourself. We you done it with weed. Very good, and you didn't fucking say in the mic. It's all a mind thing. You got to control your own mind. Yeah, well, see, there's a lot of people allow their trauma to just control the rest of their life. But you literally can be the person that controls their trauma. You got to understand how powerful words are. Like Absolutely. when you're talking to yourself, yeah. like, man, I'm stupid. That's big. Don't yeah. say that. You just you told a trillion cells in your body that yeah. you're stupid. Well, every well, time you say I am, well, you're programming your brain. Well, one of the things we talk about on this show so much is mental health awareness. Dude, I'm a, dude, uh, dude that's I'm my gonna, gig. Right I do. <laughs> I ask all the veteran organizations we work with or just the yeah. musicians or whoever. Yeah. Mental health awareness is one of the things I absolutely – I'm a suicide survivor. I want to get I, a suicide I, tattoo. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to get it. Oh, damn, you do got yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm 13 it. years. But, like, dude, when well, you – I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. It's the best and worst day of my life. But I yeah. figured out who I was. Yeah. Like, it took me doing that to like, get to where I'm at now. But there are a lot of people that allow, like, the bad shit in your life to just fucking run the rest of their life. And when you figure out, hey, maybe this happened for a fucking reason. Like, one thing that I just don't see taboo anymore is, like, you get a lot of people that when you talk about suicide or mental health awareness, they're so scared to fucking bring it up. First, I time, hate the stigma around yeah, it. I hate I, it. I literally... It's like it used to feel disgusting coming out of my mouth because I felt ashamed of myself. Now, it's just like fucking butter. Yeah, the more you talk about yeah. it, the more it loses its power, yeah, the, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I'm not going to let my demons fucking control me. This ain't the place I'm going to stay. Yeah, no, like, I'm no, going yeah, this yeah, way. Yeah, you're, getting the, you're getting the you fuck out of here. You might help others by just speaking about yeah, it. The first time right. I ever shared it on, on social media, I was scared to death. But I had such – the person I was seeing at the time that was helping me with my shit, they were like, look, you got to put it out there. And when I finally did, I was scared to death putting it on social media. This is like 2016. Yes, vulnerability. Yeah, and I was like, everybody's like, <laughs> I'm fucking crazy or whatever. And when I put it out there, it's the best thing I ever did because nobody showed me nothing but love and support. And there were people that messaged me and was like, I've been there. Yeah. I had no idea that you had been there because all you ever do is fucking act fat and happy. Yeah. Like, that's all you ever do. Like, we had no idea. We had no idea you did that fucking six years ago. Yeah. And now... I am so comfortable talking about it that you get people that open up to you and talk about it. So the more you talk about it, the more you got a chance of helping people. And maybe that's the reason why you went through your bullshit in the first place Absolutely. was to help other people. Absolutely. Um, I just, I see it a lot of times at the shows, you know, like 
I take a minute during my show and I talk about why I left the band and, and how I hate the stigma of, of therapy and all that. But I do see it, and I, I almost tear up a little bit when I talk about this. Um, like that's how I know it's oh, true. Okay. That's we how cry. I know it's true. We to cry myself. like motherfuckers on this show. But, but, we, but we grow like, but cry, I've, baby. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen the look on people's faces, like you know. They're in a crowded room, but they feel alone. They, they feel oh, like absolutely. they've lost their value and that they're not worthy of this type of life or anything like that. And, and I honestly, like, my whole mission in, in, in my job, another reason I came back to Saving Able is, is to, I'm living proof. Like, I have a good story, yeah, but I'm mainly here to remind others that they are worthy. And, like, I know what you're talking about. And you're surrounded by abundance and by, by people that love and care for you. And I just think we forget that a lot of times. Yeah. And, um, of course, I'm going to remind them, you know. Like, That's what the fuck we're It's worth to it. That is what social media and everything <laughs> is supposed to be about. Yeah. A lot of people don't get enough credit that share that type of stuff. Well, you know, bad news travels quicker. You know, yeah, but fuck those people that share it. Yeah, I'd rather yeah, I'd yeah. rather sit here and listen to your story <laughs> all day every day because it helps somebody. A lot of those people are lost yeah. that you're looking at too. Yeah, yeah. No. And they just you know just a little just a little help. I mean, that's it. Like we're working on something now with a charity. I mean, I can't talk a lot about it, but uh, we're gonna have it at my shows when I speak about stuff like that. You know, I can go to this booth back at the back of the room by the merch table and there's somebody there waiting to help you helping cool. you take the first step you let us it's know not just whatever about the music it is and for i me swear anymore, i will man. share the fuck out of it <laughs> it's uh, it's just it's That's not just up. about the music as much for me anymore like in, in him like we're done with the ego thing you know yeah. i i got a purpose and that's for us addicts purpose is is for me, I, how I made it. I try how to I make it. I try to explain this to folks all the time. When I was looking for a reason after getting out of radio and everything else that I've been through, I figured out that my purpose was me. And when you figured out that when you figure out that your purpose can be you and the stuff that you went through is what you're supposed to be doing and what you're supposed to be putting out there. That your trauma, your bullshit is the stuff that you're supposed to be sharing. And you end up getting that outlook. Dude, it's nothing but up from there. You might not make a million fucking dollars off of it, but you have peace every fucking day. Dude, and day. that is what I'm talking about. Yeah. That peace, like, where you can live. I, it, well, I don't even know how to explain I do, it, man. It, it's like I don't even worry about stuff yeah. anymore. I, I mean, I just lean into the universe because I know it's going to provide. Yeah. That's hey, just it. Fucking say, I'm telling you, when I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I'm not a very good one, but I'm a Christian. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I always say that if you want to figure out if you're on the right road, stop asking where you're supposed to like end up and look for the signs that lead you. That's right. You got to stop putting expectations yeah. on things. So like man. if you, if my road tells me to veer left today, I'm going to veer left. If my road tells me to go right, I go right. Go with the but flow. But it seems like it always fucking lines up. Something always works out no matter yeah, what. Yeah, it, it's crazy. If I'm supposed Weird. to be there, if I'm nope. supposed to be there, and I'm supposed to be talking about or doing what I'm supposed to, you might not always be where you want to be, but you're always where you're, you're supposed to be. You're on the way to get there, though. I yeah, mean, absolutely. life throws these path, uh, these yeah. challenges, and, and yeah. bad things do happen 100%. But the universe does that because it's time for us to grow and learn. Yeah. And sometimes it takes something like that to get us to that point to where we have to grow and learn. Yeah, I don't know about y'all. I'm fucking hard-headed. I've never yeah. learned. Yeah, I've, I'm never learned yeah. I've never learned a lesson in this life that was fucking easy. Mm -mm. Never, ever. Yeah. 
know, <laughs> and the universe and the good Lord or whatever you want to say has well, the good Lord knows that about me. So yeah, he knows that about me. Yeah. He knows that if I'm gonna learn fucking something, I gotta learn it the hard way. I've learned it in a jail cell. I've learned that at a rehab detention yeah. center. I, I've learned it the fucking hard way. But also looking back at it, the best things in my life I learned the fucking hard way. Look where you are. Life changing things. And when you like, that's the thing. When you realize that, and I, I, dude, I couldn't tell you, I didn't figure the show was going to go this way, to be honest with you, but I'm glad <laughs> it did. It, but this is the shit I love. But, like, I'm so glad that you have took sobriety and everything else, and you've turned it into what you're doing now, and you're happy with it, and the way you it talk does. about it. It does. It, it, it's really, it's, yeah. it's my path. It's my goal. Yeah. It's my admission in life. I mean, it's, it's why I'm here. Yeah. It is my purpose. Yeah. And uh, the, well, I mean, the, music, how, the music helps, but yeah. and having a microphone in your hand with people in front of you helps. But it's living it every day and, yeah. and the consistency in that that you know gets a little hard sometimes. You know, I, I'm but sure it keep is. Keep pushing, keep pushing. Everything is temporary. Fuck yeah. Well, uh, God, dude, that's <laughs> now you. It, it blew me away because I'm telling you, my expectations with this show was to hear stories from the road. Oh, we still and, got and, those, and, man. and to hear that kind of stuff. But no. In all honesty, that was the message that was supposed to be given on this show. All right, well, let me tell a quick one. One night, Jason uh, got completely <laughs> You can still wasted. tell as many as you fucking want to. I'll just say it. If you're listening now, we're going to go somewhere else. But leading up to now, that was the fucking message of the show. Uh, tell them about it. Okay, so we had a, a bus driver. Uh, I, I know his name, but I, I can't remember if it was him. Train. Train, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it was his well, name. Jason remembers. But, uh, <laughs> I've heard but, uh, the story. I don't remember. So uh, Jason got drunk, and uh, he put on a dress and a wig, and <laughs> we sat yeah. him up front in the bus driver's driver's seat, and he acted was going to act passed out like when Train came on the bus. Carter does that all the time, <laughs> but he's not acting. And Train come on the bus, and he's like, what is this? He's like, what is it? And we're like, man, we don't know. Some girl was on here, and she, I guess she passed out up there. And he's like, man, y'all, y'all better handle this. I got priors. <laughs> he's like, y'all better come get this. And I got priors, man. Y'all, y'all, man, I can't deal with this. Damn. But yeah, so it was. Yeah, we were. It was a pretty good laugh. Why though. was Jason, there? Why was there a? I can't remember. Dress and a wig. Hey, that's probably another story. <laughs> who's, who's the wildest, not to put y'all on the, like, we'll take y'all out of it. Who's the wildest mm. band y'all ever been around? Uh, like, just full on rock I and roll. I always band. had fun with Hinder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were always fun. They did a lot of tour pranks and stuff like that uh, with, with Blower and uh, Tarpy and yeah. Poopy Face Tomato or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, we they I, I can't You'll remember. Have to Google that stuff. They uh, <laughs> yeah. that's her real name. Yeah, yeah. It's Poopy uh, what? Poopy yeah, I'm not. And I'll no, nah, I won't talk about you know all that. But but I always had a good time with those dudes. And one year they pranked us. I think it was the Nickelback tour, and uh, it was Eric Taylor was in our, our original basis uh, was there, and he's a redneck too, you know. But uh, he wanted to get them back, so he uh, went to a bait shop and bought 500 crickets <laughs> and released them on their bus. Absolutely. Like, Hender was texting us, like, weeks afterwards, like, dude, I'm still pulling crickets out of my <laughs> suitcase. <laughs> it was amazing. I, I would have awesome. never thought of that. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the bait store. 
<laughs> Those crickets man. fucking dots. Dude, dude, I, I would have lost my mind. Dude. Give me every cricket you got. <laughs> every single one of them. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Uh, did y'all ever get to? Because uh, like I'm a big fan like uh, Lint Biscuit and them. Did y'all ever get to on Fred Durst? Yeah, I love Lint Biscuit, man. Why is everybody always picking on me? That's my <laughs> shit, boy. <laughs> you got, you got that shit made me run through a fucking I wall. Love, I love Lint Biscuit, man. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but it's all over my TikTok. Really? Yeah, the the, the new. It's an al- you realize it's back, an algorithm, right? right? Yeah. Wes yeah. Borland, I, I really like him too. I get his playing style. Yeah. That, that to me is the music part of it, and Fred makes it better. But I love that music, man. That yeah. the, those punches and those stops and how crunchy it is, and I love his outfit, the things he wears on stage. I just I, I love that biscuits. He's wicked. got some cool yeah. moves, dude. Oh yeah, that's cool. Well, hey, before we get off of here, uh, would y'all mind if y'all played a song with my guys? Yeah, we can play a song. Cool. I'm gonna pause it for a second, then we're gonna bring y'all back a uh, a masterpiece. Degeneration. Uh, <laughs> All right, we're back. Anyway, <laughs> Riley, go ahead and introduce what they're about to do. You're the one that helped him. You're the guitar man. I didn't help Let's him. Have he a had word to fix from my guitar. I know that's why I want you to do it because your guitar was kind of not right. Jason had to fix my guitar. Well, guess who can say that they had a guitar fixed by them? Well, I, I, I fucking can now. <laughs> yeah, as I'm saying, motherfucker. That's why I'm giving you the. You're not getting the point of this. <laughs> Y'all fucking buckle up. Saving Abel's gonna play "Drowning Face Down." Uh, yeah, this is my favorite Saving Abel song, and we, he and I, this is one of the songs we wrote nearly almost tw- almost 20 years ago, and it was, uh, you know, we would go back and forth, we would work our, you know, nine to five jobs or, or whatever, and then we'd go to Memphis, record all night, get back at midnight, and I had to be at work at 4 a.m. Anyway, so all those red lights in between is, is kind of what this song's about, uh, and I'm proud as shit to have written it with it, so yeah, it's called Drowning Place Now. Someone lend a hand Someone save me 
Dirty shit in the S10 to that shit. <laughs> and now you're doing it at oh, my fucking show. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've got head in a small ass Sonoma to that before. I learned to drive What's a up? stick shift, it was an S10. So did the girl I was talking I was about. I was my 03 Kia Spectra headed to prom, man. What the fuck? Uh, uh, can we end on a, a, a group sing along with the guys? Can y'all, can y'all do one with these three? Sure. Hey, that'd be cool, and then we'll end the show. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to do. Then we'll man. make a couple cool videos and get Vidious. the fuck out of here. Videos? Yeah. For social Vidious. media? That's up to y'all. What, what song do y'all want to go out on? Carter will hit you in the face last night. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him. He wasn't that big. I'm just a singer. Boy, Sorry. you ain't shit. It's got to be one of y'all songs. Yeah, all right. Cool. Uh, this is nostalgia. This is yeah, fucking great. Right, I'm digging this shit right now. Yeah. Yeah, well, I can fake it. Yeah, we can fake it. I'd leave if I could. I'm not in love, but the Sorry, it's another one of our dirty singles. Once again, I'm pretty sure my child was conceived to y'all, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm so addicted to all the things you do. Any sign. 
about him. Finally. I'm like, God damn. I didn't really end it, though. I thought he was going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey, fellas, I just want to tell y'all, uh, that was great. The first part of this, we are talking about mental health journey. Fucking wonderful. I loved all of it. Thank y'all for spending time with all of us. It's been a lot to all of us. Yeah, well, even even, fun, the, even so the people not I love recording. the vibe here, man. The energy here, it's just relaxing. I can tell fart jokes. Everybody will laugh, you know. Trust me, we say a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it feels like a family vibe, man. And that's, that's that what it definitely is. Definitely is uh, what I'm in it for, you know. Well, cool, dude. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, real quick, before we get off here, drop y'all social media handles if you know them. That way the people can go add you. Yep, at the Saving Able on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we have a TikTok. Yeah, it's at The Saving Able as well. Uh, we do have a single coming out April 14th. It's called Baptize Me. Uh, it's off our brand new album. And we have a single out right now with a band called No Resolve. It's Counting Stars. So check that out. And we'll see you uh, digitally on uh, our socials. And thank you guys for having fucking songs that we're always going to play, by the way. <laughs> nice. no, no matter how old we get. I know we are almost in our 40s. Literally on the ride up here. We Some still, of us. We aren't. still play that song in our show. Well, you're not. You can go fuck, fuck yourself in your 20s. Yeah. But thank you. I just want y'all to know that people still fucking appreciate your music. Man, thank well, you. we appreciate people. So, yeah, we wouldn't be here without any of them. So, we're totally grateful for what we get to do each and every day. Well, thank y'all. Boys, y'all want to say, guitar, y'all wanna say anything to these folks uh, before we get out of here? Well, yeah, yeah. Th- thanks fucking for fixing super honored to meet y'all. Man. <laughs> y'all too, man. Thank yeah. you for having us. No, dude, no. We, we thank y'all for coming. Again. Shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. The word Subaru means together. Together. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to Butt Rock in Subaru. Let's go. We will see y'all later. Thank y'all for listening to Josh Terry Podcast. <laughs>